Saturday, Broke March fifth. Tony there's Mad a Max. Tony Mad Max. Yeah, there's a lot going on, man. Um, um, I'm not so even going to get into. Bit? Well, it, it's been okay. I'm not going to even get into that disaster of a game last night for the Knicks. I mean, I'm taking a break well, from we'll Knicks talk, games. Well, well, we'll talk about that. You know, we'll you know, we'll dive a little bit further in with like the basketball and the football and like other stuff, but. First, I wanted to get into a little bit of serious matters. Um, we got to send out our condolences out to what's going on over in Ukraine right now, dude. This is getting bad. This is really, really becoming ugly. And we've been past a week now. The invasion in Ukraine by, by the Russians started last Wednesday. So we've been a couple days past a week. And it's not de-escalating at all. In fact, there's been more lies and deceit from the Russian side towards a peace deal than anything, dude. I was reading on Twitter today, too, that they took a American basketball player into custody. I don't know if you heard the news about that. I oh, yeah. Afford... Brittany Griner. Yeah. WNBA superstar Brittany Griner, for those who watch women's basketball, the WNBA. Um yeah, I think she got she got detained in customs, flying way fly. I think she was she was flying back to the U.S. I don't know what she was doing near a Russian airport, but apparently she was found with some sort of like some type of oil in her in her in, in, in her luggage, and then the then the the customs officials took her in, and now she's under Russian, you know, custody here. So that's. That's pretty jaw dropping right there, man, because you see what these people are capable of, you know, you, and this is really one of the most pivotal moments in world history since I'd say probably 9-11, maybe. I mean, COVID as a pandemic, yes, but we are entering a stage that we have not seen since probably since probably the 1940s, you know, World War II. The Cold War in the 50s and 60s, 70s, I mean, the Cold War ended in 1991, but throughout those decades, the Cold War was mostly just like just back and talk banter, you know, an arms race between the West and the East, mostly the, the, um, the um, uh, United States and the then- USSR, the Soviet Union, there was no gunfire on, on any side. So, but in terms of gunfire, an actual war, dude, this is, this is, we are approaching 1944, man. You think, you think World War Three is approaching? Some people already say it's here. You know, it's, I mean, it, it, we haven't seen like, other countries suffer suffer casualties yet god willing that that never happens you know but ukrainians are taking an absolute beating right now dude and it's not just the military it's the civilians women children you know the russians the russians a couple days ago were bombing a freaking children's hospital imagine that like imagine that like terror right there they had to relocate the sick kids into like the basement in beds and all that they had to like sleep on like the floor. Some of them, 
It's I read awful. about that. That's awful. And yesterday there was a little bit of like a glimmer from all this when apparently the Russians and the Ukrainians agreed to um, have um, a sort of ceasefire in areas where um, civilians can can evacuate. But that was only honored for like a day, man, because the Russians are apparently being are apparently at bomb, bombing areas that civilians are trying to leave. So they lied. They could they could they broke that ceasefire within like a day. And just more atrocities, more war crimes are being committed by this absolutely disgusting human being and Vlad Putin, man. This guy is He's not at he's not at Hitler level yet. He's not a Hitler or Stalin level yet. But with the way this is going and what he's threatening to do, he very well may be in the in the in the bubble of like the worst dictators of all time. In the he running for sure. There. When this when this is all said and done, dude, man, he's he'll definitely be up there. This man is twisted. He is mentally unstable. He has lied to his people many times, and he is perpetuating a war that has zero justification to it. He went in there saying that the Ukrainians were, were, were like, were like Nazis that, and they were, and they were um, uh, condemning his people, his his Russian people. But meanwhile, the president of Ukraine. Vladimir Zelensky is Jewish. So how could somebody who's Jewish be called a Nazi? I, I don't quite understand that. <laughs> Unbelievable, it's, man. It's lies, dude, but it's all propaganda. That's that's what everything is nowadays, especially with the media in the United States it has been for the past few years. And, and just thinking about it, like with this whole World War Three and everything that's going on in Ukraine right now. Could you imagine if Trump won the election again? And we'd had all this going on. What do you want to bet? He'd hand the keys to the United States by to Putin. This was a guy who was on his knees for Vlad. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you what would happen, dude. And, and you know what? We'll never know. No. All that matters is that Joe Biden is keeping his distance. He's publicly condemning the Russian president, which is vital. you got to come out here and state your case here. The U.S. is at the forefront. In terms of NATO and the UN, the the UN Security Council, and he's got to use his words because I'm telling you, any sort of fireback, any sort of like missile being launched, any attack on on any Russian soldier is an act of war on our side. So Biden's doing his best right here. He is. Couldn't agree more. And there's people out there that are just bitching about like, oh, like NATO's got to do something. It's like, are you ready to go grab a rifle and fight? Because that's what's going to happen. Warmongers. Warmongers. But like, it's not even really like a, a, a warmongerer because a warmongerer is somebody who is who is dogmatically steadfast on a position and that position is war, death, destruction. We are going to we are going to annihilate you. That's a warmongerer. Most people on social media are very uninformed. 
I think they understand that World War III would start if we fired a missile upon upon any Russian formation. It would be nuclear war. But they're just looking at it in terms of like, oh, Ukraine is just being left for dead. It's like it's it's you're caught between a rock and a hard place. It's it's really that simple. We can't do anything. I guess the only thing that we could do is supply aid, which is what I believe the UK is doing right now. Um, I believe we're doing it as well, supplying like uh, supplies, munitions, food, stuff like that. But this, I couldn't, I can't tell you how this will end, dude. I can't. And the president of Ukraine, you got to give him all the, the credit in the world because this guy, the Biden offered him safety. Mm-hmm. to leave the country and he's like no i'm staying i'm fighting send me guns <laughs> can you can, can you believe that yeah that's a Insane. leader right there that is that's a leader going down dude he's a captain of the ship right now you you think trump would stick by if he was president and there was something going on like that no he'd be freaking oh, hiding oh, in his bunker <laughs> oh hell no dude he had freaking protests all all like all two summers ago and he, and he was hiding in the bunker <laughs> In his own country. All talk and no action. No, but this is really, this is really difficult times, man. Really difficult. So we, so I just want to give out the, the um, condolences. Absolutely. Condolences to everyone. And hope for the absolute best case scenario, because every scenario that I'm, that I'm looking at right now is just not doing too good. No, nope. you know what I'm saying? But I wanted to um, next talk about um, uh, that absolutely disgusting, disgraceful movie that was on Netflix came out last week. I know exactly what you're talking the, about. The friggin' <laughs> the Texas Chainsaw Massacre direct sequel to 1974. It should have been like in its own universe. <laughs> can't even be tied to anything what a joke dude (laughs) do you think that's the worst horror movie you've ever seen is it not the worst horror movie i mean we have seen a one missed call that was a bad movie that was horrible (laughs) (laughs) but at least one missed call had its own idea they tried it they thought it would work and it really didn't and you give them props for that this movie just i felt like i was watching a freaking like a parody a a freaking parody yeah seriously i told you it was horrible it's like watching a parody (laughs) you you do more laughing than actually being scared (laughs) how about the bus scene try anything in your cancel bro like is that like did like the director like come in like drunk or something and like and like thought that that was like acceptable in your in your horror movie, dude? Like you're trying to put over this guy who has been reimagined in so many different incarnations that you're trying to get it right with your vision, and you're just having this friggin' dumb kid like film him on his iPhone and say you're gonna get canceled, like. You were rooting for him to 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 freaking saw this idiot in half. I think that was kind of the point, though. 
you, you wanted to root for, for Leatherface, to be honest. You did. You said the bus scene was utterly disgraceful. It was disgraceful, but I'll tell you this, dude. I was rooting for every single person on that bus to get to get sawed in half. I was like, <laughs> yes, kill every one of these idiots. Get them off my screen. If they run out, chase after them and saw their heads off because this is awful. Blow up the bus, too, while you're at it. Because the reason why this bus is here, I got no freaking clue. And first off, what's the premise of this movie? You've got these, you've got a group of four teenagers driving, I guess, from like the city to this, to the abandoned town. The in is, but is that the is, is is that the infamous town from '74? No, I, I he moved. I believe because he, he was in it. He's living it with an elderly woman with an oxygen tank out of nowhere. Because yeah, he got like adopted. Yeah, I mean the original house. I mean, what happened? This is the thing that makes everything so complicated about the new film. Is if it's a direct sequel, why are we starting it off at some random place in Texas? Like you That's have to start like off from right from the beginning of kind of like what the new Halloween did, even though that was a disaster as well. But at least you have to show us what happened from the moment the night that the night ending of the 1974 film and pick right right up after where that left off. I agree. Plus, isn't he like Leatherface in 74? He's an adult he's not like a kid so i don't know why he's getting adopted by some by some orphanage terrible plot that, line that, it's an awful plot line well said and, and why is the orphanage in like the middle of like this town square like it's not even like its own separate building it's like it's literally like orphanage and there's like and there's like a stupid hardware store to the left and like a stupid laundromat to the right of it. Like, <laughs> why? it doesn't why? make any sense. And even you said that, how about all the killings are going on while the people are just, I partying. legitimately do. I, at one point in the movie, when they were, when the girl with the curly hair mm-hmm. is, um, in, is in the orphanage. I thought that was the house. I'm like, oh, okay. She, they, they must have found their way up to like the house or something, and then, and I just missed it. No, they were in the orphanage in the middle of the town square. There are teenagers partying out in the middle of town square, like literally, like just partying in, in, in like the bus. And there's like killing going on, <laughs> like, like, like two meters away. I'm like, what is this movie? Like, why? Like, don't these? First off, why are they even bringing? I get it. They so these teenagers are so these teenagers are going to this abandoned town to I guess invest in it to like revitalize it or something. They said something about like food trucks, like they were gonna like start their like start their like food trucking business like in the town or something like that to like bring it back to life. But why are you bringing like this tour bus full of annoying kids? Annoying, <laughs> it's just these god-awful teenagers and this one and this one older woman who looks like she's like a business investor like why is she along for the ride it makes no sense whatsoever i feel like i i feel like they just added more people onto that tour bus just to like 
boost the boost the just kill to count. Boost the kill count. <laughs> just to boost the kill count. But I just don't like get that shit, dude. I don't. How about the, the, a- the guy with the, the shotgun at the beginning where he's arguing with the main group of people at the gas station and all of a sudden that guy they're was like the most useless character I've ever seen in my life. This guy I thought, oh, OK, he's going to be that guy that in the in the um, uh, in the beginning, you, you, you don't trust him. He's 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 a little sketchy. But then towards the end, you know, he's going to join up with these teenagers and he's going to help save the day guy gets mauled in like the middle of the movie like why like why is he in this movie that if he had no sort of character arc we had no idea who the guy even was he was just some what mechanic yeah pretty much and and they actually paid him for the stay remember when they got yeah. there, the main group they paid him apparently to stay or rent someplace there useless 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 he he gets killed with the sledgehammer and and remember what you told me when you said he threw her the keys while dying oh yeah like last second clutch shot with like with like (laughs) time expiring with a freaking tenth of a second left to get the shot off but before the buzzer goes off chuck the keys (laughs) in the right not to mention in the friggin' right direction, he has one more. Ru- he has one more muscle reflex to extend his arm and cut <laughs> the keys. What a joke! That literally is like what like makes parodies funny. Like that's from like that's a legit like scary movie, scary movie two, three, four. Like that's what that's literally what would make that movie. Like where the hell is friggin' uh, Marlon Wayans when, when you need him to? Like that's like a scene for him. It is <laughs> that movie, it, dude. And here's the end. Who's the woman that that plays the original girl from '74? Oh boy, because it's not the original actor. It's not See, because I- she passed away. So let's look this up. So it's not. No. Oh, okay. Because the the original girl who portrayed the the original character. Yeah, died a few years ago. Olwen, forgive me for this last name. I know I'm going to butcher it. Like the movie, Foeri, Foer, Foer. Olwen Foer played Sally Hardesty. I'll look that up. Maybe, maybe I won't butcher the name. (laughs) Marilyn Burns is the one who played the original Sally Hardesty. Olwen, if Olwen Foer, like she's like French. Yeah. How about the so fact she, that he sawed her and yeah, she's still alive it, in the garbage just bag? There, she's just sitting there chilling. Pulls out her phone and pulls out her phone and starts watching Nick games. <laughs> oh my god! And we never get a real, you know, answer as as if she died or not. We really don't. She just sort of just sits there. <laughs> he, she fires the shotgun at him. Yeah, and like I forget, even like he was, he got, he was shot, right, and then he falls into like the water, then he sinks, and you think, okay, he's gone. No, no. Th- th- at the end, they saw him. Remember, she, the the main girl, uses the saw, and she saw oh, yeah. him up, and then he falls and he sinks. And I thought that was the ending. Yeah, but then of course the uh, the big ending, crockets. I was like, yes. Pull her out of the car because 
she's been too there's been too much nonsense here and this girl needs her head sawed off right now so they do that and i'm like okay but the ending was the ending i think was pretty decent because that is how the first texas chainsaw sort of ended in a way with him dancing and stuff but did you know that there was a post-credit thing that i missed i turn it off right at the end credits the end credits were the best part of the film i told you that before mm-hmm. there was a post-credit scene where he's walking back to the original house yeah that i that i did see and it, it it's just like i did hear and i told you about it the director said can't wait to make my sequel before this thing even came out on netflix a couple of days before it was like can't wait to make my sequel i'm willing to give the sequel a chance because at least it'll be in the actual house Therefore, we could just start fresh here because the, the apparently we'll say that that the main girl's gone. She got she freaking died laying down watching Nick games on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe she watched but, the Phoenix Suns game from last night. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what that that's what killed her. Forget the chainsaw. That's yeah. that's what really got her. <laughs> that's what got. <laughs> or or how about the fact about the new Texas chainsaw? It, it, it's just what happens at the ending with the girl who's driving away in that moving car. She's not even driving. Yeah, I know. Our car is moving. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> You're heading towards a pole. You're heading towards a telephone pole, you idiot. <laughs> who's driving that vehicle? <laughs> the invisible man's driving the vehicle. That's who's driving. Maybe Claude Rains. Claude Rains, yeah. But on IMDb, it got a 4.9 out of 10. That's awful. <laughs> anything below, I'll say, I'll put it this way. Anything above like a 6.2, 6.1 is, is a good watch. 7, 8, 9, great movies. Once you're in the sixes, you're like, okay, it's good. It's okay. When you're in the fives, that's when you start getting into like the um uh, this is crummy horrible. stuff. But sometimes movies that are in like the five out of tens can be could be could, could be bad but good. Like you know, like those sort of like like the, like those sort of B movies, like they're like they're like they're bad, they're not properly made, but they're still fun to watch. When you get into like the fours and the threes, holy shit, dude. And this is reaching the bottom of the totem pole here. And I feel bad for somebody like for um, uh, Mark Burnham because he did a good job with Leatherface. I'm not blaming the guy. No, I'm Leatherface not. did everything that he could do because that's all he does is just swing around that chainsaw and start hacking. And, and you know not what was an utter disgrace? And we didn't mention this, and I didn't mention this to you when texting. How about the fact that he gets in the van with the cops? Since when is Leatherface seen? <laughs> oh, and, the, and he, yeah, and you get you see his face. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like these horror directors nowadays, man, do not care about rules at all. No, they don't. And they don't go back and do their research. They really don't pay close attention to detail. They don't give a damn, dude. It's all about their vision, which I, which I can respect. If you can reimagine a character in a way that can work, go on and do it. But like, there, there was just, there was just no need. And those there stupid really vine wasn't. fields. Oh my God. 
I hate oh, Tell me about that. <laughs> I hate those stupid vine fields. I mean, those things look stupid. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just a horrible Insane. scenery. Yeah, like that's not is like is that really what's in like Texas? <laughs> in those looks, fields? It looks like the crabgrass from Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> the crabgrass. Yeah, so um let me see here. Yeah, the original woman, uh, Marilyn Burns, Burns. She played Set Sally Hardesty. Yeah, she died in 2014. She died of natural causes at 65. Apparently, that's a, that's a little sus. She was in Texas Chainsaw in '74. Mm-hmm. She was in Texas Chainsaw. 3D. I know that. Have you seen Texas Chainsaw 3D? Oh, you know why? Because they used the footage from the original film in that. That's why. So was that like a sequel or something? That was supposed to be another direct sequel to the original film. Because that's what the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise is just so disgraceful and deplorable at this point. Everyone's just <laughs> like, let's make a let's keep making a direct sequel to this film. Because, they, and you know they, what, man? I blame Toby Hooper for that. Because you have a map. There shouldn't have been any sequels to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'll say it right now. The original stands alone by itself. Even though I do think the remakes are great with the 2003 one and the 2005 one. And you agree with me on that with with Arlie Ermey. It should have stand alone in the original franchise. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I mean, give me a break. Toby Hooper wanted to make a dark horror comedy with that. And it's just like, really? And, 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 and And he put that franchise in the position it is now. You should have, if you wanted to make a sequel, I get he had his own vision and he's one of the greatest horror movie directors of all time, especially with directing Poltergeist after Texas Chainsaw. If you're going to make a sequel, continue it from the 1974 ending, please. Mm-hmm. Don't have him yep. living in a cave with his family out of nowhere. Living in a cave. Give me a break. So Texas Chainsaw 3D got a 4.8 out of 10. Ugh, boy, oh boy. Starring Trey Songs. Trey, Trey songs. You're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the cast now. Alexandra, Alexandra Daddario was in it. She, she started it. She's gorgeous, gorgeous actress. Um, who's this guy? Sean Sipos. Sipos. He was in. That's how. That's how I know him. He was from uh, the. Um, uh, he was from Final 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 Destination Two. In 2003, that's how I that's how, how I recognize him. Another abysmal sequel. <laughs> yeah. Texas Chainsaw 3D was directed by John Luzenhop. Hmm. Never heard of him before. Marilyn Burns, she was also in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next the next generation from 1994. That was with Matthew McConaughey. Apparently, I didn't know that. Either. And that was a horrible film. That's that. This new Texas Chainsaw is right up there with the Matthew McConaughey one. I saw that movie; it was a disaster. Don't even watch it. It's, You'll never so wait, get did they, So I'm guessing that they probably used old footage. I, I think they her. did. I really that movie was so horrible, and I just saw that movie like three years ago. I can't even remember how she is a part of that movie. They must have used old yeah. footage, but that movie was a complete dumpster fire. They horrible. said it's. It's listed here as a comedy horror thriller. 
horrible. It, it's horrible, man. Like it I got saw a three point three out of ten. Three point three. I told you it's worse than the newer Texas Chainsaw. It's worse. <laughs> it's horrible. So I never seen it. Do they just try to like make like Leatherface like, 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 like funny? Like he's there to like clown around and like, um, like, uh, make us laugh or something. Pretty much, and it, it, it's just, it's just horrible. And they, you could tell they spent their whole budget on Matthew McConaughey for for no reason. And I really didn't think he had a great performance in it. I thought he was. But here's my now. thing: I would accept the movie like this if the director came out and said, "We're gonna spoof Leatherface. This won't have anything to do with the original movie. This is just us doing like an SNL sort of thing, where like it's." It's horror, but it's funny. It's like it's like uh, Young Frankenstein in a way. Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two. I would respect that more, and I think it would get a much higher rating on IMDb if, if they just came out and said that shit. But no, they're like, this is direct. This is a part of the universe, man. That's that's Leatherface dressing up like he's a freaking clown. And poor Matthew McConaughey, dude, a friggin' Oscar winner. Uh, uh, one of the best actors of our time just being associated with this crap. It's like friggin' Michael Caine being associated with friggin' Jaws, Jaws 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so the movie, that movie was awful. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you want to go see it, if you want to waste an hour and 21 minutes of your life, Go watch it. And I stayed up to the release for 3 a.m. that night. I stayed up. Oh, my God. And you freaking, like, you 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 could have been asleep. I you could have been. You could have been asleep, <laughs> but you really lost. Like, a ton of, you lost it. I should have been asleep. And, 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 and you know what? Hey, the Scream at least did us justice. We're getting a Scream 6. That was announced this year already, or like a couple weeks ago. So we're getting a Scream 6 by the end of this year, perhaps the beginning of next year. We got a I Am Legend sequel on the on the way here, which I'll have some. Why? I don't know. Like, are they using the alternative ending where Will Smith lives? Because if we're going to be having a direct sequel here, how is Will Smith going to be coming back? Because it is announced he will be reprising his role. I haven't seen I Am Legend in years, dude. I didn't like I Am Legend. It was very, like, depressing. It was, especially the part where he kills his dog. Because it's not like a zombie movie. It's It's really not. Not it, it's based on a book. I, I I heard that the book is excellent, but I would not read it. It's just not for me. No, I'll leave some optimism open with that because I know I am legend was a, a hit maker pretty much. And another announcement, which I texted you last night, apparently there's a new alien film in the mix. It's well, in the of course. Now that's a movie that, that you can make more movies on as, as, as long as you keep a, a, a um, fresh plot going. Is, is freaking what's her name? Uh, Sigourney Weaver even still associated with Alien anymore? No. She's been long gone. Well, 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 she died, right? In Alien, what? Alien Alien 3? 4, I think. I'm not even 100% Four. sure, man. I, I haven't even seen. I've only seen the first Alien. I've not gone into the rest of those movies because it's just, it's just, the same gist. I haven't even it. seen the fourth one in years. I couldn't even tell you. The last time I saw part four was probably when I was like in middle school. Which I couldn't which even tell a monster? You. Which monster do you think do you think has a better franchise, Alien or, or um, a Predator? 
Ooh. I would have to go Alien just because of how big those first two movies are, Alien and Aliens, but yeah. I'm a more of a Predator guy. I like the first Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think that's one of the greatest movies of all time. Now, where does Predator take place? I, it takes place in a jungle. I don't know where is it. Exactly. Is it, it, is it, um, uh, is it in um, uh, um, Vietnam or is, or is it a different like place? L- l- let me look that up for you because I really don't know. <clears throat> Got him. Right like, I'm just looking at like pictures from, from, from Texas Chainsaw, dude. And it just it just looks like shit. It was shot and in Mexico. So in Mexico, okay. Okay. Miss Maloya, Mexico. Well, is that where the film was filmed, or is that like the actual setting? Oh, you want to know where that's okay. Let me see. Where was Valverde. It's a fictional country. Oh, Valverde. Oh, yeah. I, I figured they, they were going to have Predator show up and show up in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't going to be a good look. No. <laughs> I'm just looking at these pictures of this, of this disgusting movie. And what was that mask they had Leatherface put on, dude? It was like a freaking like pig mask. It, it was horrible. But but you, the mask was, if you paid close attention, that's the old lady's mask with the oxygen tank. Yeah, well, I, yeah, she, she, he 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 skinned her her face. Way to freaking carry on her legacy, right? <laughs> this is yeah. the woman who adopts you. Stupid, absolutely stupid. I honestly preferred the remakes, dude. I really did. Because while while you know it's a remake, the characters themselves made it good. The family is what made it. The sheriff, sheriff guy Boyd. in the guy in the um uh, in the um uh, wheelchair, the friggin' mother, the old the friggin' fat woman. <laughs> They're all just like a bunch of idiots. But it works. It did work. So that's all I got to say about this this awful, awful movie. This movie frustrated you. And I don't think it's frustrating. We, we've talked about a lot of bad horror movies and horror movies in general. I think this movie frustrated you to just the, the bare end. It did. It really did. Because... I knew when it was on Netflix, I'm like, okay, let's, let's call, let's, let's, let's taper our expectations here. Netflix is, Netflix does get a lot of hits, but damn, especially with horror, they really, really don't hit the mark at all. No. So they don't. And we have other movies on Netflix now for horror movies that were just uploaded the other day. I actually saw Freddy versus Jason was on there. Great movie, not not the best made, but again, it's one of those like movies that are like fun to watch. The Rob Zombie Halloween is on there. Oh boy, Ronnie should have got his own movie, right? Ronnie should have got his own movie. If you, to be honest, the the the, the Halloween remake, it's okay. It's okay. 
because it added a sort of depth into Michael Myers that Rob Zombie tried to portray to try to implement. And I, and I think he, and I think he did a really good job with it. I, and to me, I, I'm all about the originals. I really had no time for it. I've seen both of them. I'm not a big fan of them, but I, I can agree with you on this. I think it, the Rob Zombie Halloween is better than that disgraceful Texas chainsaw that we just got. 100%. 100%. But you want to, let's move on to, um. you want to talk about the football? Or you want to talk about the basketball? I did. Let's do basketball, do basketball? Re- really quick, and then we'll get into the football because the, the free agency is approaching here. That's, that's probably going to be the topic of the next two weeks for us, maybe even three. And the basketball thing, I'm just going to announce right now, I'm going to be taking a break from Nick games for a while, probably until Tom Thibodeau is gone. And it's the same storyline every time. It comes down to the last minute, no matter what the Knicks do, even though Mitchell Robinson can get an offensive rebound and and score to put the Knicks up in the lead. And then you can have Cam Johnson come down right at the last second and make a buzzer beater three-pointer. That was a deep buzzer three-pointer. And the Suns win the game in the last second, which is horrible. And you know what? Tom Thibodeau has to go. And you know why? I'll point out this one reason, and and it should be raising more fire than it really is for Tom Thibodeau to be really off this team. And that move was in the late in the fourth quarter, Cam Reddish was balling out. He had six points as as soon as they put him right in there. He was playing great defense, and he was actually having an impact, somewhat of an impact out there. And then you know what Tom Thibodeau does when things are going in the right direction? Knicks are up by seven. Up whistle submission, Sev Evan Fournier out there for Cam Reddish, which is I don't know why we're really subbing Evan Fournier in for Cam Reddish. Give me a break. And you know what Evan Fournier does and with his first time in the when he gets the ball and he has the opportunity to shoot, he airballs the damn thing. And any let any let some guy blow by him down the lane. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you saw that clip. I did see that. It happened a couple times. Like he's awful on defense. He's horrible. Evan Fournier. I did not want this guy on this team. I think he's one of the worst basketball players in the league. I really don't like him when he's hot. He's hot, and then when he's cold, he's very cold. He is well cold. He's a he's a dude. He's a glorified bench player. Exactly. A championship team could could use an, an an Evan Fournier because he because he can shoot threes and that is what you need in this league to win, but you can't rely on him to get thirty six minutes. Thirty six minutes, dude. Sixteen points and one rebound, two assists. That can't happen. See, no. like, I can't stand general managers that look at that that look at that look at role players and call them st- and, and and think that they're starters. Leon Evan Rose. Fournier is a, is a role player. Like it ha- happens in every sport, dude. Not just basketball. It's hard in football because in football, you know, it's just all it's all positions and you have and you have um depth charts and you have and you have special design plays and it's different it's different in football baseball it's it's rampant you know like you'll have a guy who was a freaking backup catcher who will get an opportunity to, to be a starting catcher and then you'll realize oh my goodness this guy is batting 210 well no wonder because he was a backup catcher his whole career and you got a guy who's never and you got a guy who 
rode the bench as a um, uh, as a um, fourth outfielder for most of his career. But then he signs with the team. A GM goes, oh, well, he could be our new starting left fielder, for instance. And, and then everybody rags on him because he's batting 230, who only hits 12, 13 home runs. Like you've got GMs that sometimes over overvalue players just because they look at certain stretches that, of, of when they perform and they look at these at these little minor details. Analytics, you know, analytics is running rampant in basketball, which is good because that's you know that's just the way sports are now. But somebody really has to tell me who in who in the Nick front office told Leon Rose that Evan Fournier can start? Uh, who said that? Scott Please. Perry, maybe Tom Thibodeau. And show the me the Hockey stats. Tips. Yeah, I don't know why they think he's a starting player. He isn't. They, they brought him in here. But like I told you, man, there's two GMs in this league that are frustrating me right now, and that's Joe Douglas and Leon Rose. But you know what? At least Leon Rose has tried with Kemba Walker, but he's really got to step it up in the offseason. And you just look at the the consensus that's going on online here. The only way to really save this Knicks team is by bringing in a star, and that star player is Donovan Mitchell. That's the name that, that has been going around on social media and, and who put people want that's, on this Knicks team. That would be the next name. Next name. That's the next. Name. That's the next name of the player who we're not going to get. And you know, what's really like sucky dude. <sighs> Julius Randall got freaking ejected again. 25 points was actually having one of the best games he had this season. And he goes after, and he goes after Cam Johnson over a friggin' what, like rough box out down low, and then he friggin' pushes a ref. Like, what are you doing? And then he's looking, and and then he, then he's on the court looking like me. Like what? I what? Like, yeah, you. Team was up by ten points, dude. Ten points, and you're and then your leader goes off and throws a freaking tantrum and go and tries to go after Cam Johnson. And it makes Cam Johnson into the typical Knicks villain, just like Trey Young was. He scored, dude, he scored freaking 21 points after that. 21 points energized him. And that's what pretty much led to the Knicks defeat, man, because the the, the Suns were storming back. Now, the Suns are a, are a 10 times better team than the Knicks. You got that right. Just all out, top to bottom, complete roster. Definitely. But when you have a 10-point lead and that late in the game, man, like it's you can't let momentum like that shift when you've got your star player, apparently your leader, going down from ejection because he's trying to go after Cam Johnson's head, thus pushing a ref out of the way. You can't put your hands on refs. But Julius doesn't give a damn. It's that simple. He doesn't give a damn. Nope. He doesn't talk to the media. He throws temper tantrums on, on the court. He isolates himself on the bench. He's not picking up players. He has stretches of bad games. He has just these bad. He has these bad possessions where he's where he's committing turnovers. But then he'll go on stretches where he where he has where he has great games. 
but those great games get overshadowed by his faults. And when you're, and when you're not having your great games show who you are as a player, then you're not, then you're not the player that people think you are. You're not, you are not, you are not the leader of this team. You're not. No. It's clear cut right now that RJ is the leader of this team. Had 20 points in 44 minutes, five rebounds, five assists. Um, he is, you're right. He is the guy on this team. What did I tell you, know? you a few weeks ago? I, I told you with this whole Tom Thibodeau regime, I, and you agreed with me. The only reason why Tom Thibodeau is anything in this league and the praise that he gets is because he had Derrick Rose on those bowl teams. If he didn't have Derrick Rose on those teams, Tom Thibodeau would just be like a Derrick Fisher or Jeff Hornacek, Kurt Rambis. He'd be one of those names. And it, I know, but here's my that thing, on the news. Can you really fire Thibodeau after after two years? Because yeah. then you're because then you're entering jet territory right now. You are or it, Giants. Two, two years and you're out. <laughs> it's becoming a new thing here. I would you do get it. two years. You're out of here. Because like, you know why? I never wanted Thibodeau. You know, I never wanted him. I wanted Jason Kidd. But you know what? We have to have other coaching candidates in here. Kenny Atkinson's out there. Mark Jackson's out there. We'll look at the long list of candidates. He's got to go. And you know why he's got to go? Because when you make trades for Cam Reddish and you don't play the guy, and this is a solid guy, and he had something going last night in that game. And you take him out when he's only putting out positive things on the floor. Yeah, positive play, and you take him out. He's got to go. I'm not going to crack my rotation yeah. for Cam Reddish. Screw you, Tom Thibodeau. You're gone. He he's so gone. I'm so done with the Knicks. I'm taking a break from from Knicks talks. I, I just don't want to cover him. I don't want to cover him. Talk to me when they get a, an All Star player in there, a real head coach, and a decent lineup. Then we'll start covering the Knicks again. And I'm sure you're pissed off about the Brooklyn Nets. What a disappointment yeah. they've been. Losing against the Heat with KD coming back. And then you're hearing all about Kyrie Irving coming back and that that stupid mayor, Eric Adams, who's just a disgrace. Give me a break. About the yeah. vaccine things. And then he puts he forget that. I told you Kyrie Irving I come told, back. He goes back on that. I told you before the trade deadline that Sean Marks had a lot to answer for for this roster construction and for this head coach. Because this is now a playing team. Our best case scenario is the eighth seed and hoping that, <clears throat> well, I don't think we'll reach the seventh seed. I could check, I could check the standings here. Um, I have no idea how far back we are. We are, dude, we're freaking, we're, we are three games behind the Raptors for seven. We are a half game ahead of the Hawks for ninth. One game ahead of the Hornets of the Hornets for 10. We are three games ahead of the Wizards to be knocked out of the playoffs. They Could you start imagine if here. the Nets don't make the playoffs? Could you imagine? Well, that that franchise playoffs, would, Nash would be... Is gone. Well, I, oh, I yeah. Think, Nash I, is, I, I think, think Nash is gone anyway. I think, I think Nash is gone too. Sean if you Marks guys don't really make it, that's, that's, I've that's almost, I've almost, dude, I've almost, I'm almost at, at the point now of just, 
I'm almost at the point of just like not watching games, dude. Like that's where I'll I'm at up. with the Knicks. I'll watch the I'll Laker games, up. even even they're horrible. I'll watch something else. I'll keep up. <clears throat> I was. I just can't do it, dude. Like it's. I'll keep up with the team, but like. If we can get to the play-in, beautiful. And whatever happens, happens. It's it's freaking house money for me. I don't care. KD signed his extension. He's here next year. We got Camp Thomas, young rookie. We got all these rookies here. Got Camp Thomas. Got Ben Simmons. Kyrie. We'll see if he opts back in next year. And we'll see what happens with that. Andre Drummond, Seth Curry. Bring him back, please. Um. And it just improve the roster from there. Improve it from there. Get rid of the James, the, the stupid James Johnsons of the world. Get rid of them. Bring in players that come to win. Give us players that the Bulls have, the Heat have, the Bucks have, the Suns have, because those GMs know how to run a damn team. I'll tell you what, my team in the interim, I'll tell you this, I think it may be Miami. I've always enjoyed watching Miami play, being a Knicks fan just for some reason. I don't know why, but maybe that'll be my team in the interim because I can't I can't take the Knicks anymore, man. I just can't. I can't take watching you know, them. You know, to think that football was going to be awful. Basketball, basketball is, is on its way to, to, to being just as bad. Except at least the Nets are in playoff contention here. Can only but hope. Still, and we don't know when baseball's coming back. No, forget about it. And, and just think the Mets, they, they go out and sign all these all-star players. And then when the, the whole thing was going to be lifted with this lockout, they were yep. going to go saw, sign more all-star players. There's no yeah. freaking season. This would be the year that we wouldn't have a season. The Mets finally have all these all-star players and are willing to spend money. It's a pain in the ass really is but we're gonna have to make good friends with hockey that's all because there's not gonna be (laughs) there's not gonna be any baseball i want to um uh, want to do do the um uh, football that yeah we can get right into that and i think what the main things that we're going to cover here today is is mainly jets and a little giants because giants it's obvious you know they're they're gonna have to just step it up everywhere they're they're just so dysfunctional right now and and their question marks at a quarterback really are they really gonna roll with daniel jones are they gonna make a trade we don't know what's gonna happen with that i I think for now i think they are rolling with daniel jones and we're gonna see what they're gonna do in the draft whether they i think they should go offensive line i mean that's pretty clear-cut path but the jets it's all about building around zach wilson and I don't like thinking about it, but I did say this to myself this morning. What if we're building around Zach Wilson and he, and he's not the answer. Could you imagine that? That could very well happen, dude. It could happen. Because he's going to need to really like, like shoot out next year, like crazy dish out, start slinging here. And, and, what's when crazy. I give you new, and, I, and when I give you news about how Amari Cooper is going to be is going to be let go by Dallas, he's out there on the free agent market. 
it's time for Joe Douglas to do his job. Use that cap space. Get Amari Cooper here. Because if you can have Amari Cooper lead the wide receiving core with Elijah Moore and, and Corey Davis, and maybe a revitalized Denzel Mims. Did you catch like, the news, by the way? Our boy, Joe Douglas, was praising Denzel Mims. Really? Because your coach wasn't. Your coach, <laughs> your, your, your coach hardly played him. He was what praising him the other day at a press conference. Spoke very highly of Mims. They so need, I don't know what they're going to do with that. They need Amari Cooper, a, a, a Devontae Adams on this team. They, they need do. it. They freaking need it. This is an offensive league. You could work on your offensive line during the draft. Free agency, get a damn stud receiver. Get a playmaker here. All these playoff teams that we just saw have playmakers. Joe Burrow has Joe, – Joe Burrow's got two. He's got Jamar Chase and freaking T. Higgins. The Rams – Freaking Rams got what? Three. Odell got Beckham. Cooper Cup, o- Odell Beckham. The Chiefs, we know we know who they got. The Bucks Tyreek had Mike Hill. Evans. The Packers had Devontae Adams. He's a free agent. The freaking 49ers, a wild card team. Freaking Debo Samuel carried the whole team. With a subpar Jimmy Garoppolo, dude, Debo Samuel made the difference. See what I mean? You see what a Debo Samuel can do to someone like like Zach Wilson? Make him look great. Just chuck the ball downfield and Debo will do the job. I'm not saying like you get Debo Samuel himself because he's still a a 49er, but you get a playmaker because they can make your quarterback better. They need a number one wide receiver. And most importantly, if you really want to open this offense up, a tight end. A tight end. A real damn tight end, please. Now, out of the the, the free agents that are out there, Amari Cooper, we said that. Devontae Adams, we want the receiver. What what else do you think we should address? Let's start breaking this down now because we're starting to see the the, the people that are out there right now circulate. Who do we get in free agency, you think? Who, who, what would you go with in free agency, and what would you go with in the draft? Because in my opinion, I think they should draft Kayvon Thibodeau if he's there, or Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think Aiden Hutchinson is going to drop, and I don't even know if Kayvon Thibodeau is going to drop. But I think they should dress the defensive end in the draft, and then if you want to go with that second pick, an offensive lineman or a cornerback, what, what do you think they should go with? I'm just looking at – um. Uh... Well, I immediately thought of cornerback, you know, secondary. Ahmad Gardner or Derek Stingley Jr. I was thinking more like Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're talking for free agency. So you yeah, free Carlton agency. Davis oh, yeah. free from Tampa agency. Bay. Yeah. Casey Haber Jr. Stephon Gilmore. JC Jackson. Jackson. Steven Nelson. Um, DJ Reed Jr., Bryce Callahan, Dante Jackson. There's a there's a lot. I've heard somebody say that Carlton Davis should be a Jet. Like the, the Jets would go after him. I'd be down for Carlton Davis. I would be. You know what, man? You have you have the most cap space. He wasn't really right healthy now. last year, but you know, 
They need to start. They need to start spending money here. Now's the time. I think they real. They're gonna have to be real, the most aggressive team in free agency because I, I think they should go out and get James Daniels, the guard from Chicago. Uh, I'm looking right at the the list right now. Let's look at the list we got because I made my list here. And yeah, I'll listen, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to your list. Wide receivers. I, I agree with you. I think we should go with Devonte Adams or Amari Cooper. That's. Mm-hmm. My, I mean. If you want to go Odell Beckham, I don't know if he's gonna. He nah, that's just, I think he's gonna nah, do he, the Rams. Plus, he's plus he's coming back, coming up from 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 an ACL injury. That, that 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 would be so Jets. It to would sign be. Odell, who just tore his ACL. And another receiver to look out for, who's been linked for years here with the Jets, is Allen Robinson from the Bears. This guy has mm-hmm. been wanted for years now by the Jet fans and just been circulated in, in Jets news reports when he tore his ACL back in 2017 with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I don't know if we want him. My top two targets are Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper. But if you don't go with them, you're definitely going to have to get a wide receiver in the draft if you don't get one of them. You're going to have to go Garrett Wilson. You're going you're gonna to have to get one of the top receivers in the draft. And let's go to tight ends right now. you got Dalton Schultz. And you got Mike Gesicki from the Dolphins, Zach Ertz, and David Njoku. Those are your top tens and free. I like forms. Dalton Schultz. I like Mike Gesicki because because Gesicki is well known in the um in the um division. Um, Gesicki will cost you a good amount of money though, so I don't know if you want to put up put a lot of money into tight end for 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 Gesicki, but I like I I do like Mike and I and I do like Dalton Schultz. So. In and you got Trey McBride in the draft. So wide receivers, we were already settled on that. I think we should get our top receiver in free agency. That's already settled. So tight end, do you think we should settle on a tight end of, of the ones we, we mentioned here? Dalton Schultz, Mike Kosicki in free agency. I think, I think so. I think that I, I think the draft should be for offensive line. The if draft should be offensive get, line. Cornerbacks, Carlton Davis or, or JC Jackson. <sighs> J.C. Jackson is 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 rated higher, so so you'd want Jackson. I agree. So I think we should money. go with that. I think yeah. we should go with that. And then and then you got to look at this now. Safeties. I, I there's some really good safeties out there. I wouldn't bring Marcus May back. I just wouldn't. It's just at this point, I wouldn't bring him back. You got Marcus Williams from the Saints. You got Jesse Bates from the Bengals. You got Ty- Tyron uh, Matthew which is the honey badger. And then you got Marcus May. To me, if the Jets need two safeties, if you think about it, Ashton Davis doesn't cut it for me. The Jets really need two safeties, especially if you're not bringing Marcus May back. So if you want to get one of these safeties in Marcus Williams or, or Jesse Bates and even the honey badger, I actually wouldn't mind the honey badger on the team. The only downside of of the honey badger is that he's 30 years old. 30 years old. Any, and he has kind of, and he has kind of the um, attitude. He does issue. I would do Honey Badger too. I actually like that option because you I want would, that tog. In, I would in do the, the Honey Badger. I would do the Honey Badger, and if you want to be bold, and if Kayvon Thibodeau is gone in this year's draft, I maybe Kyle Hamilton. Maybe if you want to have Kyle Hamilton and, and the Honey Badger, you're going to have the best safety duo in the. NFL, if you do bring in the Honey Badger and you have Kyle Hamilton in right there. So if you want to go that route, so is that a route that you would go in, you think? You'd probably sign one safety and draft Kyle Hamilton if possible? Yeah, I would. 
because the Jeff fans are in an uproar right now because of the whole Jamal Adams situation. They don't want a Kyle Hamilton. They don't want a repeat of a safety because they think it's a useless position. And I agree. You know, I think other positions sense. are priorities. Makes sense. Offensive line, you said that we should tackle that in the draft. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think Tyler Linderbaum, they need a center. I think that would be perfect. But a big name to watch out for is James Daniels, the guard from Chicago, as I mentioned before. He's 24 years old. And I did read online that the Jets want to be aggressive in free agency with the offensive line in free agency. And that doesn't, you know why it doesn't work for me? Because offensive line are worn out in this league when it comes to free agency. You need a fresh crop of players when it comes to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I could, I couldn't agree more. I, I said that to you, like, I thought the Jets, like, it's so tempting, but I said this, if the top pass rusher was gone, you draft offensive linemen with the first two picks, but I don't think that's going to happen. Defensive edge, defensive edges here. Cause I made, I broke down the list. You have Von Miller, Chandler Jones, Jadavian Clowney, Randy Gregory, Hassan Reddick and Emmanuel Agua or Ogba. Mm-hmm. These guys are all close to the, if not in their thirties, close to their thirties. So they better hope that Kayvon drops. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see, dude. We'll see who drops. We'll see who reaches. We're at what, five or four? Four picks. In, we're at four. We're at, we're four. at pick number we'll four, see. and then we're at pick number 10. So say mm-hmm. if you're Joe Douglas right now, and our reports can change next week because we're going to be covering free agency for the next two or three weeks and then the, the draft upcoming. We could do our early mock draft. You're in charge of the, the card process and you're picking up the phone and calling these players. Who are you selecting fourth overall? Who is your who is your top prospect? If Neil is still around at four, the offensive lineman from that they have tackle. Alabama. From Bama, get him. Get Neil. Couldn't agree more. Help Zach Wilson out. Now we move down to 10. Mm-hmm. And in the draft, it all depends on the basis of who we pick up in free agency. So the Jets really have to hit a home run here in free agency to really debate where they're going to go in this draft. Number mm-hmm. 10, who are you selecting? For the New Number York 10. Jets? I'll go by, by position. If there's a good um, <clears throat> if there's a good pass rusher out there, defensive end, I'll take him too. Would you go corner? Nah, pass rush. You would just go pass rush. Pass rush and offensive line. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I'll take that. I would. But um, perfect, perfect. So um, that's all we pretty much got today for 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 the Jets and Giants. That's I think we should right. wrap this up. Yeah, man, you want to do the socials? We'll be back next yep. week, I know. Yep, so uh, my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. You could check me out on Instagram at the Real Max, T-H-E-R-E-L-M-A-X. Again, T-H-E-R-E-L-M-A-X. And check out all of our previous episodes on YouTube, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Check us out on the website, maxcoglin.com, M-A-X-C-O-U-G-H-L-A-N.com. And we'll be back next week. We're available on all podcasting platforms, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Podbean. If you follow any podcasting platforms, we're on it. We are mm-hmm. on every platform. Love it. Perfect. So thank you guys for tuning in. Be safe. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated, please. Please get your vaccine. Get boosted, please. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Remember, NFL free agency starts on March 16th at 4 p.m. So Wednesday, mark your calendars. So long, everybody. So long.